You're listening to The Wedding Whisperer with Sarah Burton of Simply Love Studio in Lexington, Kentucky. On today's episode, I am going to be chatting with Cameron from Tinker's Cake Shop, and I think this is probably one of the more anticipated podcasts, not only because it's about cake, but it's about Tinker's Cake Shop. Um, Cameron, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. So tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into wedding cakes. So I've been baking pretty much my whole professional career. Um, When I was young, a teenager, I... I was too young to operate the heavy machinery, so they put me in the the cake decorating department, and that's where I got my start and just always loved it, always had a knack for it. Eventually, went went to a culinary school in northern Indiana, and during that program, I actually did an internship down under the uh, pastry chef at the Weston Resort on Hilton Head Island, and that's where I met my wife. She was doing her internship for baking and pastry arts as well. Uh, she was going to school in Baltimore. So we met down there. One thing led to another, and we we got married, and we settled in Lexington, Kentucky. Because I'm from Indiana, she's from West Virginia. Lexington just happened to be four hours even late to her family and to my family. So we, we got married 21 years ago, just celebrate our anniversary. And... Three years after we got married, we we opened a, a cake shop. So you originally started with a storefront. Yes, we had for the first five years we were in a uh, like a strip shopping center out by Equestrian Woods and Firebrook in that area of town. You were open to the public. We had display cases. You came in, you bought coffee cakes and cookies and cups of coffee and and cakes and cheesecakes and we did birthday cakes and and wedding cakes as well. And then why did you transition to what you are doing now? Sure. So after five years of doing that, our lease was up for renewal and we decided that we didn't want to lease a, a place anymore. And we really focused on what we enjoyed doing the most in, in terms of baking and the products that we made and and decided that we really wanted to focus on wedding cakes and not have the the retail business and the daily walk-in business. Uh, it's its tough, you know, forecasting the products that you make, how much you're going to sell. If it snows, nobody comes in. And it's, we decide, you know, let's, let's know that we're going to sell everything that we make and let's make, you know, artistic creations and just really enjoyed that the most. So after the five years of having the retail shop, we, we purchased this property downtown Lexington on Maxwell street and said, let's, let's just focus on wedding cakes and big specialty occasion cakes as well. Okay. And is your wife still involved in the business? She is. Yeah. We've got, we, had three children after opening the business and there was a lot involved in getting them all into school finally. And we, our youngest is in first grade now. So Tracy's gotten more back into the business and her schedules freed up and allowed her to not just do the, the book work and the paperwork, the taxes that she's always done, but now she's gotten back in to do more production and she does deliveries on Saturdays as well. Okay. Awesome. So I do want to start a little bit with the basics of wedding cakes. Sure. We've got buttercream and we've got fondant. Yep. For those listening that all they know is they have seen a pretty wedding cake. 
Sure. Tell me the difference in those two things. Yeah, that's the main two differences between uh, wedding cakes. You have your buttercream iced wedding cakes, which is your traditional smooth, creamy icing melts in your mouth. Uh, and then you also have your fondant ice cakes. It's uh, more like a sugar dough that you roll out with a rolling pin and drape over the cake. It allows you to do some more three-dimensional decorations, some a little more wow factor designs. Uh, most cakes we can do in the buttercream. Most designs I can duplicate in the buttercream. There's just some, though, that you can't really get around. You'll need to do fondant to do uh, really dramatic layering or some kind of three-dimensional features. And tell me a little bit about how fondant has progressed over the years. Sure. Yeah, when fondant first came on the market, it was it wasn't too pleasant. Uh, it had not a very uh, enjoyable taste and flavor, uh, but they've come a long way with it, and it's it's much more palatable now. And people, some people, you know, really enjoy it, even if they don't need it. They still have a fondant ice cake because they like it, and it's it's more candy like. So yeah, it's come a long ways. Whereas before, basically. Even if I used it on a cake, a lot of people would eat around the fondant and would leave it on the plate behind at the end of the evening. But now it's it's changed a lot. And I will say from when I used to do full service planning, a lot of times whenever I would pick the cake plates up, they were literally cut it yes. straight out. They wouldn't even try it anymore. <laughs> right, right. So if you have not tried fondant in a few years, definitely give it a try the next time you're at a wedding because it is probably very different than what you had 10 years ago. Definitely. And so what makes a wedding cake a wedding cake? Are there a specific amount of layers that go into it? Uh, so a wedding cake, what you're going to have is the layers of filling. And when you make that nice slice into the cake and you put it on your plate, it's going to have layers of filling, whether it's like a raspberry filling or a chocolate filling, something like that. It's not just going to be like a solid wedge of of just cake and nothing in between. That really helps to make a wedding cake special. And it's also the presentation of the cake itself. You have birthday cakes that are single tier, single layer cakes, or even like two tier cakes. But when you get into multiple three, four, five tier cakes, that helps distinguish it as being a special wedding cake. And what kind of icing do you probably do more of now, buttercream or fondant? By far, we do most of the cakes in buttercream icing. We do offer fondant icing. We do uh, fondant iced wedding cakes. A lot of our groom's cakes, almost all of them, need to be done in fondant icing just because most of those lend themselves to a three-dimensional design, a shaped cake, a dog, a football helmet, something like that, where you can't really pull that off with buttercream icing. You do need to utilize fondant. But for wedding cakes, I'd say the majority by far would be buttercreamized cakes. Okay. So a few years ago, um, I feel like almost every wedding had a naked cake. Um, I do feel like we've gotten away from those a little bit, but what are the trends that you're seeing now? Sure. So we still do some naked cakes and they kind of changed up you know, some details on there. You might do a naked cake with some metallic accents on it, like a, an edible gold food coloring or a, a silver or something like that to kind of jazz it up a little bit. Still do them for rustic events, rustic uh, venues. Uh, but right now we're 
really focused on textured buttercream, whether it's horizontal textured buttercream cakes or even diagonal. We call like a home style. Other people call it like a stucco kind of look to it. Something not quite as clean and sharp lines and smooth, but a little more textured, has a little more depth to it. It lends itself to a lot of the venues here in this area, whether it's, uh, you know, barns or wineries or distilleries, places with exposed brick and wood, and it kind of just fits with that theme. What I'm seeing, too, when it comes to trends are dessert bars. Um, personally, I want a wedding cake at the wedding. Um, I always say that I feel like for the ceremony, the bride's dress is kind of the showstopper of the ceremony. And the wedding cake is that for the reception. You walk in, you have these beautiful centerpieces, and then you have a beautiful wedding cake, typically in the middle of the dance floor or close to the middle of the room. Um, and I personally love that look. But it's also not my wedding, so I'm not going to judge anybody for having what they want. So tell me a little bit about some of the trends that you're seeing with like dessert bars and what you offer for that. Sure. Yeah, that has been a a popular thing going with a lot of wedding receptions is offering a secondary sweet option. And we're more than happy to offer similar items like cake pops or cupcakes, things like that, pedophores, cake-based desserts. That's really mainly what we stick to. And I understand there's a lot of great pastry chefs and caterers out there that can provide little cheesecake bites or cookies or brownies or things like that uh, if you wanted to do that. And if you do offer that, then you don't necessarily need to have a slice of cake represented for everybody because a lot of people will pick or choose one one item over another. Um, But we can definitely work with you on that. And then do you still offer your champagne truffles? We sure do. Okay. Yeah. Those are my personal favorite. <laughs> Anytime I see those, I'm all about yes. those. What is the tallest wedding cake you've ever made? Tallest wedding cake was about six foot tall by itself. And it was double stacked tier. So you think of a, a single tier um, wedding cake. And it was basically two of those iced together as one. And it was... <sighs> Usually I'm I'm six three myself, so I usually don't need to utilize step ladders or chairs, but with this one it was at the Marriott and I had to get a chair to stand on to stack the last couple tiers and to do the finishing touches on top. But I was really impressed with the staff out there because they move the cake before they cut it. So it took a team to kind of walk slowly with the cake back to the kitchen. Um but it was it was really fun to make. Was it a same-sex couple from New York? That was a tall one. I know which one okay. you're talking about. That there. was the one that came to mind. Okay, that was that was close. I think that was, if not, at, it was really close because that was the red wedding. It yes. was yeah, red roses everywhere, beautiful. It was yeah. outdoors and uh, in front by the mansion. Okay, um, and that was a tall one as well. I didn't need to stand on a chair okay. to finish well, it. Well, I can't imagine one being taller than yes. that. And that one utilized fresh roses in between tiers of cake. So it kind of spaced those at tiers of actual cake. Yeah, the one that I did in the ballroom out there was all cake stacked on top of each other. Uh, it was three or 400 slices of cake. Wow, on one, okay. One cake. Yeah. No, it was 
all of that actual cake or was there some styrofoam in that? It, I, if I remember correctly, it was all cake. Okay. Yeah, it was all cake because they had the, all the ballrooms were utilized for that reception. So it was a big one. Okay. So speaking of styrofoam, that is actually one thing I wanted to cover today um, because that is a question that I do get from couples. They have seen on TV where sure. um, couples have done a styrofoam cake and then they cut out a slice in the back or a space in the back to have slices in there or they use a styrofoam layers to make it bigger tell me all things styrofoam styrofoam sure so we do utilize styrofoam but it's there's a misunderstanding where they can save money with styrofoam so a lot of people come in they say can you just have a styrofoam cake with a slice out of the back of it and then provide all the servings that we need for our guests back in the kitchen? And will that save us a bunch of money? And unfortunately it won't because I'm, I'm providing all the slices for your guests and I'm decorating a styrofoam cake with all the decorations and the labor that goes into that. So there's no real cost savings there where we do utilize styrofoam is if you have a reception for maybe 50 people, but you want a six-tier wedding cake that would serve 300 people, you don't need all those tiers to be actual cake because you'd have cake for years afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do a couple tiers of actual cake, and then we'll finish the rest of the cake in styrofoam tiers. You can't tell from the outside. It's decorated. It's either got buttercream or fondant on the outside, It's and nobody knows the difference. You just didn't have to order all of that cake that you didn't actually need. You still get your six-tier tall wedding cake for your big day, even though you didn't need all the slices. And speaking of pricing, tell me a little bit about how pricing works for wedding cakes. Sure. We try to make it as easy as possible. With our buttercream ice cakes, we do a flat price of $6 per serving. Fondant ice cakes are $7 per serving and groom's cakes are $8 per serving. And those are all inclusive prices. So you can have as many flavors as tiers, five-tier cake. You can do each tier different flavor. All the decorations are included, the piped pearls, lace work, quilting, anything like that's included. And then a cake stand is included with our weddings at that pricing. Delivery within Lexington is included. We go about an hour away from Lexington right now. If it is outside of Fayette County, it's a dollar and a half there and back to our shop is a delivery charge. But otherwise, if it's in Fayette County, that's $6 for a buttercream cake. That includes delivery to that venue in Fayette County. But yeah, I said the cake stands are included. I come and I set it up and uh, I can put fresh flowers that your florist provides on there. And then I bring empty boxes for leftovers and then... For your one-year anniversary, I include a free reproduction of your top tier so you don't have to take any cake home on the, the wedding night and freeze it for a year and take it out of the freezer and have it for your anniversary. I'll remake that fresh for you, including the $6 per serving. Perfect. And then one of the things that I hear a lot is going back to like the styrofoam and having cake in the kitchen is um, couples will reference kitchen cakes or sheet cake. Sure. Um, tell me a little bit about that and pricing for those. Yeah, so we do kitchen cakes. If you, on the other hand, have 300 guests, but you just want a three-tier cake, that's fine. We'll do the three-tier cake. And then to serve the rest of those guests that that three-tier cake won't serve, 
we'll do kitchen cakes in the back at half price. So instead of $6 per serving, it's $3 per serving for those cakes back in the kitchen. Uh, and with us, we don't do sheet cakes. That way, when it's sliced and served, it doesn't look like it came from a grocery store. It's got layer. It's built just like a tier. So it's got layers of filling in it. And it's just as tall as a slice that comes from the wedding cake. That way, when it's sliced and it's on a plate, it looks just like it came from the wedding cake itself. Okay. And you mentioned that couples could do um, a different t- flavor on every tier. Yes. How many flavors do you typically see them do? Usually about three or four. Because when you get more than that, then it starts to get a little confusing. And the, the quantities of each flavor gets pretty low. So if there's a run on the pistachio cake, there's only 20 servings and it's gone. And people are asking the catering staff for more of it. And people get frustrated. Yep. <laughs> so it's good to kind of to, to have a variety, but not get too crazy with it. For sure. And then what do you think is your most popular flavor? I would say it's close between white chocolate raspberry, strawberries and cream, dark chocolate champagne and vanilla bean are some of the most ordered flavors. But we have 12 standard flavors that we we offer during our tastings. And you never know. It's, it's different with every couple. I'll do entire wedding cakes of carrot cake. Or I'll have people that just have their biggest tier, tiramisu. So it's different with every couple. But those are some of the most booked ones. Okay. And then you do a free tasting for couples. Sure do. Okay. Walk me through how that works. So it's by appointment only. And we arrange that appointment usually Tuesdays through Fridays, uh, 10 to 5, and then Saturday mornings before I leave on wedding deliveries that day. Come down to our shop on Maxwell Street. You come in, bring any pictures of cake designs you've seen and liked. And we sit down, we talk about the design, talk about how many tiers we're going to need, price it out. And then I'll have 12 of those flavors ready for you to try when you come in. So you get to try them all for your first meeting and get to really experience what we have to offer and pair up the flavors with your tiers uh, that we've designed. um, And then we go from there. And how many people can come for a tasting? So I've got five empty chairs here at the tasting table. So any more than that, somebody needs to stand in the corner awkwardly. (laughs) (laughs) Who usually comes for those? So a lot of times it's the couple and it's parents uh, is usually who comes. Okay. And how long will those typically last? Usually about 30 to 45 minutes. We can get everything done. Uh, Usually we design the cake. I'll come up with a price quote for you. And I'll usually have a sketch ready for you too while you're trying your samples. Okay. And then do they pay a deposit that day? Whenever they're ready to reserve the date and make sure that it doesn't get booked up, they can do a 50% deposit or they can pay in full and get a 10% discount on the total price of the wedding cake. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. And then um, we talked a little bit about how it is going to be hot um, a couple of weekends coming up. So if a couple is getting married in a barn or a tent, how do you plan for delivery on those Saturdays when you have multiple cakes in multiple areas? Sure. So, yeah, it gets tricky in the summertime because uh, there are a lot of outdoor venues, a lot of venues where the cake is not going to be air conditioned. So if the cake is in an air conditioned environment, I can deliver it two to three hours ahead of time and it would be just fine there at room temperature. Uh, if it's going to be outside, we'll look at the final forecast when we get a week out and we'll come up with a plan, but it's going to be delivered pretty much as late as possible before the start of that reception. If it's going to be excruciating, then a lot of times it's delivered 
after the ceremony during the cocktail hour if possible that way just to limit the amount of time that the cake is is sitting in a barn without air conditioning or in a tent in a field without air conditioning yeah definitely not going to be delivered at noon and sit there all day uh, without any air conditioning in the, the warmer months which is a lot of them here and then the complete opposite of that Anytime a couple is getting married in like downtown Lexington area, I recommend them going with you, um, especially in the winter months, because we never know what the weather is going to be then, too. And I'm like, Cameron's more <laughs> likely to get to you downtown Definitely. than anyone else. So that's, that's been one of the nice things of, of having the shop down here after we moved from the retail shop is it is really centrally located. So we're pretty close to, to most of the venues here in the area. And you touched a little bit on uh, groom's cakes. Tell me some of the groom's cakes that you've made over the years. So groom's cakes, uh, people get pretty creative with those. Uh, when I've, I don't think I've ever said no to a design. We've done a lot of people's dogs and pets. Uh, I've done uh, toolboxes and all kinds of teams, footballs, helmets, jerseys, um, medical people uk we've got uh, med school so i've done cadavers and i've done eyeballs and i've done <laughs> teeth i've done i've for dentists it's i've done all kinds of fun ones and it's always fun to do them just to see what people come up with and and how i can carry it out and it's always you know you've done a good job when you walk in the venue with it and people get their phones out and start taking pictures of it so that's always fun and I know you've done um, a good amount of bourbon themed lately as well. Yes. A lot of bourbon barrel heads, bourbon barrels, bourbon bottles. So definitely. And talking about the dogs, um, there is an event that um, vendors had a couple years ago at the Signature Club and um, Hunter Sherwood from Sherwood Events and Design. Sure. Um, you did a replica of his dog. Yes. Yeah. It's very fun. <laughs> it, yeah. He sent me pictures and it was, it was a fun one to do. It literally looked just like his dog. <laughs> Thank so you. it was, and then I know you had a dog a couple of weeks ago at the Carrick House. And yes. I'm like, I literally feel like I know this dog just from looking yes. at the cake. <laughs> A lot of the, uh, aside from the the sculpted dogs, something that's very popular as well as to have a, uh, a traditional wedding cake. And then I'll do a little dog or critter or cat uh, kind of peeking out from underneath the wedding cake. So it's basically just a small little head and paws kind of coming up from under the icing. We, we do that as well. And for um, the groom's cakes, do you see most of those going to rehearsal dinner or the day of? About half and half. So, yeah, I'll deliver them to the rehearsal dinner the night before. They get a little more attention there. You want to make sure you order the cake large enough so it serves des as dessert for the guests that are there at the rehearsal dinner, which is all over the, the map. I've, there's rehearsal dinners for 30 people. There's rehearsal dinners for 70 to 100 people. But, yeah, make sure that that cake serves everybody. But we can do it at the rehearsal there or you can have it sitting next to or close to the wedding cake on the wedding day itself. And do you think that most of the brides do that as a surprise to the groom or do most of the grooms know about them? The, a lot of times it's a surprise. A lot of times they'll drop a hint here at the tasting at the shop that there might be one and then I'll get an email or a text afterwards of this is what I'm wanting to do. Let's we'll keep it secret. That way he's surprised by it. 
And then we've talked all things wedding cakes. Do you offer any type of birthday cakes or anything like specialty cakes other than for weddings? For the most part, we just do the wedding cakes and groom's cakes. We do offer, if you do have a special occasion, a large party, uh, a baptism, a big birthday celebration, we're more than happy to do it as long as it meets our $250 minimum. The problem where we run into is with our being primary wedding business, we book up about six to nine months ahead of time. So a lot of the phone calls I get for birthday cakes are maybe a month out and we've already been booked up for some time leading up to that. So we're unable to help. But yeah, if you've got a a large party, you want to do something really special, definitely. Has it been challenging for you in the past probably year and a half with shorter engagements, being able to fit more people in? Yeah, we have noticed a lot of quicker turnaround and the dates have gotten booked up and had to have turned people away with asking for maybe two or three months notice. And we've already been booked. Yeah. And we talked about um, the largest cake you've made. Do you have a favorite cake you've ever made? Favorite? I would say I've had a lot of fun I mean, a lot of great wedding cakes. I remember UK hired me to make the cake for the Catsby Awards that they do for all their student athletes at the end of the year. Uh, And this was a cake that represented all the sports at UK. So I took basically a six-foot table and built a cake on the whole table that represented all of the sports. And I actually needed to get the help of some of the athletes to help carry it into Memorial Coliseum on the day because it was so large and had represented so many things, but it was really fun to do. That's awesome. Yeah. One of the cool things that I think you've gotten to experience in your career is you've actually been on a couple of TV show competitions. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, when you have a bakery and this day and time, and we opened 18 years ago. So we were open for the real advent of cooking competition shows and the Food Network uh, really rising in popularity. So, of course, there are a lot of cake decorating shows and years went by and well, I was always intrigued by them. So finally, it was about maybe six, six years ago or so, we were sent an email a casting call for cake wars so i reached out and and went through the application process and it was fun we we were accepted and we flew out to los angeles and we did the cake episode of cake wars and unfortunately didn't come away with the win but it was a great experience i had a lot of fun doing it seeing how everything worked and how the show was made and uh had a great time we also when i'm in the off season for wedding cakes kind of in the holiday season, I kind of venture out and do something with a different medium just for fun. And that's gingerbread. Do a lot of competitions in the national gingerbread competition in Nashville, North Carolina. And that was another uh, opportunity to do a Food Network show. It's called Gingerbread Giants. Did that several years back when that was more of kind of like a documentary type show where they actually came here to Lexington and filmed me working on my gingerbread piece for that, that year's competition. And and met w- with me out there at the the Grove Park Inn where the competition is and kind of followed the whole judging process. And that was fun as well. So, yeah, I had a couple opportunities to uh, to be on the Food Network. Now, I know you're not a big fan of being in front of the camera. <laughs> How did you do not with that? Much. It helps when it's just 
them recording me working okay, <laughs> and not a lot of talking, but yeah, it's, it's outside, definitely outside my comfort zone, but something that I wanted to do. Okay. Yeah. And then I know that you've done um, the gingerbread competition at Mustard Seed Hill a couple of times. Yes. An excellent uh, event out there that, that's growing in popularity every year. They have a great gingerbread competition, great light display. And it's, I highly recommend it to everybody once uh, November hits to, uh, to head out there for the holiday season and check out what they're doing out there. But it's really impressive, the the gingerbread work that you see out there. And you have been in several local magazines for weddings. Um, I know like Bridal Bliss Magazine, Kentucky Bride, uh, Tops. And then for Bridal Bliss, you um, were on the front cover of that, I think, for Volume 4. Sure. I loved the blue cake that was on it. Yep. I think it was four tiers, had beautiful flowers on it. Yeah, I love um, that. Just the color of it was so unique. It was a really pretty blue color. Yes. And I always love when people step outside the the box when, they, when they're thinking of their wedding cake designs and, and incorporating color and the icing and, and doing something a little out of the ordinary. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll kind of wrap things up today with talking about pricing again, just because that is such a big part of the budget and the wedding planning. Um, we talked a little bit about kitchen cakes and how they can save you a little bit of money. So let's talk about if a couple has 150 guests, what the pricing would be for different types of cakes. Yeah. So with our pricing at the $6 per serving for buttercream iced cakes, it, it makes it easy for you to get a ballpark figure for what your what the cost of your wedding cake is going to be. You take your number of guests that you're going to have, or at least the number of people that you want to serve cake to, and just multiply it by six. So if you have 150 guests or 150 servings that you need to have, it'd be $900 for a wedding cake. That's a four-tier cake that serves 150, all the servings coming from the wedding cake. If you wanted to utilize kitchen cakes, you could do like a three-tier cake that serves 75 people, and then the rest of the 75 servings, the other 75 servings back in the kitchen at half price. Uh, so that'd be $6.75 for that option. So a three-tier cake with cakes back in the kitchen, $6.75, or you could do a bigger wedding cake out on display that serves 150 people at $900. All right. So about $225 difference there. So it does save a little bit. It does. And you still get a great tasting cake yes. either way. Yep. So, well, Cameron, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Couples can find you at tinkerscakeshop.com. That's right. And they can inquire and schedule a tasting through there, or they can find you on social media at Tinker's Cake Shop That's as right. well. So thank you so much. Thank you. For more information about Simply Love Studio or to schedule your wedding consultation, go to simplylovestudio.com.